0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga Athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you, and we are once again taking you inside Chattanooga Athletics. Our guest this week is Ken Jones. He is the Associate AD of Compliance, and he is going to answer a lot of the questions that I have And it's a lot of the questions that I think you guys have as well concerning name, image, and likeness. You've heard about it. You know NIL, or maybe you don't. So Ken's going to explain it to you, and he's also going to tell you how it works and what it's doing for athletes here at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga. So looking forward to having the conversation with him Some really eye-opening stuff. So with all that being said, let's get into it. Ken Jones, he's our guest this week, the Associate AD of Compliance, and we are talking name, image, and likeness on Mox on the Mic. So what has, or maybe I should say this, how has name, image, and likeness changed your day-to-day activities?
1: Well, I would say starting off um, as we, you know, when they first passed the rule, it was more of an adjustment because we didn't really know what to expect, and now since we have what you, a foundation in place, and we're starting to see more and more deals come through on a daily basis. So, the way it has, I mean, we do have a platform that records all of our disclosures from NIL, and also it also is, uh, it's it's more of a platform that allows student athletes to maximize on their value, but and their brand but on a day-to-day basis i would say it has it's, it's more of uh now the planning side of it and trying to create a product for the institution and meeting with different collectives uh so it has changed uh, on a day-to-day basis because of um uh, just the amount of volume now that we're receiving on a daily basis from companies that want to partner with our student athletes that's a good thing though right it's a it's a great thing and and we're a year from now, we expect to be in a totally different place in NIL. We're doing okay right now, but we also want to improve. So I think there were a lot of people that asked
0: the question when this was, was, was first announced. And I think a lot of people understood what it meant at the SEC level. But a lot of people asked about the FCS level. Would there be some money there? And it sounds like, Ken, that the, the overwhelming uh, answer to that question is, yeah, there, there, there are opportunities for guys at the FCS and girls
1: at the FCS level. Absolutely. You have, what if, of course, on your Power 5 level and some FBS institutions, you're going to have, you know, some bigger deals. You know, you had student athletes signing for a million, two, three million dollars. But on the FCS level, you might have one student, maybe two, that might sign for that amount, but we still have a great volume of deals. For example, we do have one student athlete who uh, received somewhere around $26,000, I believe, a year for her NIL deal. And that's pretty decent. Uh, and so it was this myth when it first came out that only athletes who on a power five level or five star athletes or four star would be able to get these deals. But some of these companies are looking for student athletes who can advertise for them. And we have a great number of student athletes who have a great social media following. So that's also plays a big role in it is your social media following, uh, how you market yourself. So those companies also is looking, looking for that. So that's on every level, FCS and FBS.
0: So what kind of conversations do you have with student-athletes at UTC?
1: Yeah, as far as NIL, we we have different responsibilities. I honestly believe on the compliance side of it, you have what you call the disclosure. That's what we're responsible for. We educate student-athletes. You got three layers of rules. You have your NCAA rules, then you have your state rules, and then you have your UTC policies. And we teamed up with our legal counsel to come up with our policies for the UTC. So, and the NCAA policies right now is not many at all for name, image, and likeness. And then you have your state law. So that's probably, that's more of my responsibility is the compliance side of it, where you know, making sure we are abiding by UTC policies and NCAA rules, as well as the state rules, and then the disclosure side of it. If a student athlete accepts the deal, they have to disclose it through our software that we have. And once they disclose it, that's when, you know, we follow up and to make sure that they have everything that they need to move forward with. But we also have uh, individuals on our staff that teach our student-athletes The financial side of it. And also, uh, they also back me with the NCAA rules. And this is a one hour class that we have on campus for our incoming freshmen. So everybody who's coming in as a freshman or transfer is getting this education. Um, So, we do have different, like I said, we do have different uh, staff members with different roles in name, image, and likeness. So
0: everybody takes that class. Then when they you come to UTC, whether you're a graduate transfer or or somebody just out of high school, you're t- if you're an athlete, you're taking that class.
1: Yeah, we we now if we can get you enrolled in it's uh, we want it's required most of the time. It's required for the freshmen and transfers. It's only if we can get enrolled. But we also have different products that we can reach out to the transfer student athletes to get them uh, educated too. And we do have what you call a platform called Open Doors. That's what we use. This Open Doors is a platform designed to build a brand of student athletes and maximize their brand. And they have what you call a marketplace. So every student athlete has a marketplace where you can go on a website and if you wanna see what they're worth or their social media following, you can just click on their name. And this platform also has what you call on-demand videos, where it's you got professionals for social media, professional tax advisors, where they teach all these student athletes how to uh, maximize their value, how to pay their taxes. And our uh, some members on our staff have a class where they use some of these uh, on-demand videos to educate our student athletes. Also,
0: what kind of rules? Does the university put in place where name, image, and likeness is concerned? Can you talk about some of those?
1: Yeah, because you have, uh, you have to take in consideration the, the use of institutional logos, and because you, the, the institution owns those, so you have to come up. Every institution doing it different. For us, you have to receive permission first to be able to use uh, our rights to, or use our logos. Uh, so. That's one of the policies that's in place. Uh, another one is we don't want you missing class for NIO activities. Uh, that's an athletic policy, you can't miss class. And then of course the gambling side of it, um, you can't be involved with any gambling uh, deals that come, come forth. Now, if it's, if it's, like I said, going back to the institutional logos, we, we, if it's a big deal more than likely we won't turn you down. But we'll try to make it to where you can make a deal with because you had to assume mock sports probably also has the rights to our logos and our and, and the power of C and all of that. So if we can make a deal to where this student athlete won't lose out on money, we're willing to help. But we have to put that in place because because of uh, the copyright uh, rules that, that
0: we have. So the word collective, that has become quite the buzzword in college athletics now. Can you explain what a collective is and what they do?
1: Yes, a collective could be any individual who owns a market company or could be an agent. You don't even have to be an agent. It could be an individual who's, I don't want to say working on behalf of the institution because you can't be affiliated with the institution but you can raise money to benefit student athletes. So right now I give you some examples of some of the collectives we're working with. We have one that's uh, he's a lawyer and he's out of Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And his background is not in finances, but he's a collective. And what he does is he reached out, he reaches out to different type of, individuals within the Chattanooga area. And he just asks them if they want to support. And what this collective does, he have, once he get a certain amount of funds in this account, he's going to do what you call services to where the student athletes can go out and either go to nonprofit organizations and volunteer for the money that uh, he has raised and, and is distributed to them, or, you know, autograph sessions. Um, and then we have uh, you have other collectives. We currently have working on having three. We have one in place and we have two more that's interested in teaming up with us. And they all are different. Then we have an, uh, another collective who's specialized in a nonprofit organization where they will reach out to different individuals in Chattanooga. And try to get those student athletes to volunteer for nonprofit organizations. Ronald McDonald or just go to um, the hospital to see uh, kids, you know, uh, just to cheer up people that's in the hospital, or you have different volunteer red, uh, Red Cross, Blue Shield. So they're gonna use, they're gonna reach out to these donors to get this money uh, or this or whatever they want to provide for these student athletes in return for the service that student athletes would volunteer at these nonprofit organizations. And then you have collectives who uh, partner with what you call marketing companies, uh, marketing companies who have subscriptions. They go out and raise the money and they partner with the collective um, where the collective is the person who does the service for the money that they raise. So uh, we, we do have, like I said, we have one in place right now and we have two more that's interested and. In, we like the, the direction that we're going, and if we keep moving forward with where we're going, we're going to be in pretty good shape far as um, far as competing on the level that we are that we are, we are at.
0: So it sounds like then you you've got one collective you're working with now. It sounds like it's safe to say within a year, you'll be working with a total of three collectives. Is that fair to say?
1: I would say within the next six months we will have three
0: it's interesting because when i hear you know or first heard of name image and likeness i tend to thought of this more of car dealership they want to pay a football player or a basketball player to shoot a tv commercial or appear on a billboard ad or a newspaper ad for them or a radio commercial this goes far beyond all of that doesn't it in terms of ways that a student athlete can profit off of it.
1: Yes, you have the collectors normally raise money. Um uh, then they normally they normally reach out to individuals and raise money on behalf of that student athlete to try to compensate them uh for services. Now what you're speaking of as far as the car dealerships, those are just individual deals that the student athlete could get without going through a collective. Uh, you don't have the student athlete don't have to go through the collective possibly just to get that deal from a car dealership for that car. Uh, they can, but they don't have to. So you do have some student athletes who have their brand and their name is out there and they have enough social media following or a five star athlete to where. They honestly don't need assistance with a collective. Uh, they just they already have their brand out there. So, yeah, what you're speaking of, Chris, is is true. Yes, a collective can do the car dealerships, can do the advertisement. But I have seen that most of that, the advertisement and the car dealership sometimes um, comes through directly to the student athlete to where it did involve a middleman, the collective.
0: Do you talk to these kids a lot about their brand? I mean, it feels like you almost need to enroll all of them in a marketing class at this yes. point.
1: See, that's the thing. When it first, when it first, name, image, likeness 1st came out, everyone thought it should be on a compliance and it should for the disclosure side of it. But you got to have, if you want to be successful, you got to have other departments involved. It's more than just compliance. Compliance is the disclosure side of it, but Student athletes need to know learn how to build a brand they need to learn how to market themselves um, it's, it's a lot of things that's involved with this even the professional side of it the taxes uh, side of it so it's you need right now we don't have a person that does that name image and likeness 40 hours a week a full-time position we do not have that. Um, we need that we will need it. Uh, especially once we get three collectives, because the volume of deals is going to go up. So, yes, you are correct. We hopefully we can have one person in place. We're not sure if it's going to happen, but hopefully, to where they will be responsible for making sure that these student athletes build a brand and make themselves marketable um, so they can maximize up on their brand.
0: How many student athletes at UTC? In your estimation, are currently profiting off name, image, and likeness?
1: It depends on what you want to, how you're going to define profiting. Uh, we have we have over 200 deals now. Some are very small, from five dollars to, like I said, twenty six thousand. So we do have some student athletes who can. Um, they you on the social media side, you can always apply for deals to where if you reach out to a company and they want to partner with you, you can, you can advertise for them and they'll send you a certain amount of, they either send you some type of apparel, or they'll send you cash money. Uh, it just depends on what company you're, you're using, or they'll just let you use their products for free uh, for advertising for them. So we do have over 200 deals right now. And It's going, by the end of the year, I think we'll have somewhere around 300, 400. And these deals just don't stop. It's just not a one-time thing for most of them. It's it's going to continue throughout the student athlete career. Uh, So that's why it's important for us to start planning ahead, uh, especially with the volume that we're going to give the three collectives. We have to plan ahead to see how we're going to move forward if we need to put a full-time position in place.
0: Wow. I mean, that's a lot. Are you concerned about things happening properly that when a, because even if you don't go through the collective, if you have a name, image, and likeness deal, you still have to report it through open door. Correct? Correct. Are you concerned that things are falling through the cracks?
1: Well, we don't have, we do a great job with meeting with our athletes periodically uh, when they come in about open doors, we even had open doors come in. So that was the first thing we did when we when we when we partnered with open doors was we brought them on campus. We made sure all the student athletes knew about the rules and the disclosure side and importance of it. We also made sure they knew about the taxes about it, the tax side of it. And I'm not too much concerned about the disclosure side of it. I'm more concerned about the volume that we're going to receive. And normally the good thing about a collective is this, Chris, the collective is responsible. Most of them are the ones we have is responsible for making sure that the student athlete received that money and also do a service for it. They're responsible for setting up the autograph sessions. They're responsible for setting up the visits to the nonprofit organizations. So that's the big, that's one of the biggest things is that, You have to make sure that student athlete is doing something for the money that he or she received. And the deals we have over 200 deals and most of my social media, we can easily monitor that social media. You're just posting something. And and in return, you get this product from this company. So, yeah, uh, I would say, no, the disclosure side is not a big concern. But the service side of it is what you have to keep track of. You have to make sure the student athlete is doing something for the money that they receive.
0: Now, is that a, that's not an NCAA thing, right? I mean, the NCAA is kind of hid from all of this. It sounds like that is, is that a, a UTC rule that's in place that says, if you do this or you receive this,
1: you have to do something in return for that money. It's, it, it is, for na- under name, image, and likeness, it's not an NCAA thing, but it could be considered an extra benefit if a company or an individual gives a student-athlete some type of compensation without a service being rendered. That can become an extra benefit. So you have a student-athlete receiving this money from this company, and they're not re- doing anything in return. So yes, that's just a rule that's been around for a long time. Extra benefits, so you have to do some type of service for the money that you receive. Yeah.
0: And I, I know you've been around college athletics for a long time. When this happened, when this and, and it had been rumored and talked about for a couple of years, uh, Ed O'Bannon is the guy that I give credit for it. Right, the OUCLA UCLA basketball player saw himself on a video game about ten years ago and went, "Wait a minute." Mm -hmm. that's my image and my likeness and I'm not making money off that when it finally happened though were you surprised or is this one of those things that you and folks like you around the country went it's just a matter of time
1: we this has been going on for a long time Chris uh talks about student athletes getting paid for years and but we have we were seeing NCAA was keeping us up to date with the model that they was going to do for name image and likeness I mean for years now. And of course, it took a long time for it to get here, but we wasn't surprised. Now what surprised me was the amount of money that's being issued right now to the student athletes. I was surprised about that. Uh, this happening, I wasn't, but I mean, the amount of money that these student athletes are receiving, it's very, very surprising to me. And, I mean, I'm fine with it. But I didn't think we would see this many million-dollar deals. Um, I, I just didn't think that. So, no, we're, we're – and Ed O'Bannon did – I mean, that's – what he did uh, changed. I mean, it, it has changed Changed the scope of athletics, how you, how you totally see it. The recruiting has changed. You just can't recruit a student-athlete like you used to. They're, the first thing they're going to ask is, how much money can you give me? So it, it has totally changed. And I don't know if you're aware of it. You do have name, image, and likeness, but you also got cost of attendance. And then you got the antitrust litigation case where you can give student-athletes over $5,000 for academic uh, awards. Yeah, So it's a great time to be a student-athlete.
0: So let me make sure I'm right about this. Largest NIL deal at Chattanooga is $26,000 a year. And that's a female athlete. Is that correct?
1: Yes. That's a female athlete.
0: What's next? What's Where, where are we going with this?
1: <laughs> you want to, uh, I mean, we have, it's, I wish I could answer that. What's next? I mean, we have so much, it's it's so much unknown right now because you know NCAA is working on a a new D1 model. We don't know what it's gonna look like. We have no idea. So um, we just know that name, image, and likeness is is um, is something that's in place right now that we have to maximize on if we wanna be able to continue to compete on a high level. Uh, so what's next? We really don't, it's a lot of unknown right now, Chris. We don't know, um, we probably know in a couple of months what this new D1 model will look like. So we're planning for that. So once, once that come around, we'll know how to plan moving forward. But right now, speaking of name, image and likeness, that is one of the most important things. And our AD Mark knows about it, that we have to continue to push forward with name names and likeness to be able to compete. So where is UTC compared
0: to the rest of the Southern conference compared to other FCS football programs, mid-major basketball programs? Where do we stack up?
1: When we talk to different collectives and marketing companies, we, uh, we don't have the data to compare, but they meet with these same institutions and they t- everyone has told us that we are far ahead of everybody else within our conference. Now, your FCS institutions, I only heard of a few, every FCS institution they met with. It's not, of course, it's not all of them, but everyone who they've told us about, we are far ahead of them too. Uh, so we, if, we, when it first came out, we partnered with Open Doors. We, so we do have a foundation in place for over a year, and now we starting to build up on top of it. So we are far ahead of most of our our competition. Feels good to be the
0: leader in the <laughs> leader of the pack, right? Yes, That's what uh, you want to be.
1: You want to first. You got to have an athletic director that believes in it. Uh, of course, Mark wants the institution to don't raise money. He wants money for athletics. Of course, he does. But he also know that it's important that naming his likeness is also important.
0: This fascinating stuff, man. We got to do this again is because this is whatever it is right now. It's probably going to change again in a, in a, in a few months. And so I hope that, uh, maybe we can get a, we can get a few minutes and, and, and catch up again sometime either later in the semester or, uh, or sometime in the spring, because this is, this is, as you know, again, this is what, this is what every college football and basketball fan right now in the country is this is what they're all talking about.
1: Yeah, we we expect changes with the state law because um if Tennessee cannot if Tennessee show that they cuz right now they they're doing pretty well in football, they won a first game and you want to be able to compete with all the other institutions within the conference. So if uh, one state approves something that gives them an advantage over Knoxville football. Tennessee legislation, they have, they legislators have done a good job in supporting us to where we can have state laws to where we can be able to compete with those other, uh, where Knoxville can compete with other institutions within the SEC. And it helps us as an institution in Chattanooga because we are part of the UT system and we're in the state of Tennessee. So it helps us. And like I said, I expect to see changes from the state law within another year or two.
0: Now, the Tennessee state law, correct me if I'm wrong, Tennessee and Louisiana are two that have, if I'm correct, I'm going off memory here, they are the two states that passed a law that says that a head coach could offer a name, image, and likeness deal to a player. Is that correct to your understanding?
1: That is that is not correct to my understanding. It's, All right, it's um, you can the state rule. You can, from our understanding, and our legal counsel is telling us that you cannot offer a prospect an nil deal that's considered a recruiting inducement, but you can tell a recruit that you have nil on your campus. You know, name is in likeness. You can tell them about the collectives that you have, what you have in place, but you can't offer them a certain amount of money uh, to come to your institution. So they would consider that a recruitment inducement. Yes. Okay. So
0: it sounds like, though, the state legislature is very much in favor of name, image and likeness and and allowing people like you the freedom to be able to do your job and, and not put too many, uh, too many ties to, to what it is that you're, you guys are trying to do or what you know the, the collectives are trying to do. is that This is, this is a very NIL-friendly state. Is that safe to
1: say? I, I would say yes, because as soon as the name, image, and likeness was passed by the NCAA, the state came out, I think it was January 2022, where they passed it to where we can do it as a state. And then it wasn't long before they amended some of the uh, bylaws that allow us to be the institution to be a little bit more involved with the collectives. So, yes, I would stay say right now from the changes that they have made, yes, they are in support of name, image and likeness
0: great stuff man i appreciate you giving mm-hmm. us a little bit of time and again ken i hope we uh i hope we can get a chance to catch up again soon man thank you this, has, right. been, uh, this has been uh it's been eye opening thank you chris thanks very much to to ken jones that was good stuff from ken again i i thought he he answered all of our questions in regards to um, what's happening with name, image, and likeness on the Chattanooga campus. So, uh, outstanding stuff. And I I think it speaks a lot about not only our state legislature, but also our, uh, administration in athletics, uh, here at UTC over the idea that according to the way Ken talks, when compared to a lot of our, um, other universities, our size. UTC is kind of leading the charge here and is ahead of others. And that kind of correlates with what I have seen and what I have heard nationally. So this is, though, an ever-changing story around college athletics. And we will continue to talk about it here on Mox on the Mic. And hopefully we can get a chance to chat with Ken again uh, coming, up, uh, coming up very soon. Thanks to Tate for putting this together. Thanks to you for being with us. And again, thanks to Ken Jones for uh, some good stuff today here on Mox on the Mic. We drop every Thursday, brand new episode. Make sure you look for us next week. We're available wherever you download your podcast from. Go hit the subscribe button. Rate us five stars. Thank you very much. And you can even leave a review so long as you're nice. Do all of those and we'll see you again next time here on Mox on the Mic. Until then, so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.